Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. Today, I'm hanging out with Sam Robson of Sam Robson Email Marketing Strategies, a two-person copywriting agency. Sam um, is a copywriter, primarily works in the health and fitness space, and he's worked with folks like my uh, friend and mentor, Craig Ballantine, Super Bowl champ and fittest man in the NFL, Steve Weatherford, Vince Del Monte, and his emails have been read by over a half a million people. Sam, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Brent. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm a, uh, I love to write. I'm a big uh, copywriting fan. What, what drew you to copywriting? So uh, go a little bit uh, back here. I was always a big story fan. I grew up in a big story house. Uh, my parents and I, we would always read books. We'd watch movies and TV shows together. We'd always break them down. And uh, I always loved English class the most. It's the class I felt most comfortable. Um, I majored in English and philosophy and minored in political science in college. And I was on the path to go to law school. I'd taken all the law classes. I'd taken the LSATs. I filled out the applications. I was like, but something, something doesn't, isn't, isn't fitting here. I was good at it, but I didn't enjoy it. It didn't, didn't make me happy. So with about three months left in college graduation, I told my parents, look, I love you guys, but I'm not going to law school. I'm moving to LA. Uh, I'm originally from Hartford, Connecticut. Moving to LA to become a screenwriter with or without your support. So uh, I ended up being a screenwriter, story development consultant for um, about four years. Was really, I've always been a student of health and fitness, or at least for the last 10 or 11 years. Um, and uh, it, 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 I saw some inefficiencies in the, in the health and fitness space in late 2016 that made me want to start my own online health and fitness business. So I started studying marketing and copywriting. Um, and then um, my life took a very, very interesting turn um, get into that in a bit. And then I kind of transitioned into email copywriting originally for my own business. And then I realized, um, I can 
accomplish my mission, my goal of helping at least 5 million people reach their true potential and become the best versions of themselves through the email programs of already existing businesses than I ever could um, through my own online health and fitness business. And I've been focusing on email copywriting uh, primarily in the health and fitness space ever since. So you tell your parents that you're going to go to LA with or without their support. Did you go with their support? Um, or, or was there, there any more to that part? Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm in a unique situation in that I've actually gotten closer with my parents as I've gotten older. Um, I know a lot of my friends have kind of, they kind of drift away as they go out and do their own thing. Um, that was the first real fight, the first and really only major fight I ever had with my parents. Um, but then the day that I left to go to LA, they were, they were actually really supportive. And I asked them, I said, well, what made you guys change your mind? Cause you were pretty adamantly, you know, against this, you were vehemently opposed. And they said in, in, uh, I guess a similar phrasing, I won't say exactly what they said, but they essentially said, uh, if you had a certain sort of fortitude, um, to kind of go against us, um, with or without our support, um, we just knew that by you making that, taking that stance, you know, you had the, the passion, um, and the drive to become successful and nothing is going to stop you. Uh, cause if we couldn't stop you, then there's nothing else that's going to stop you. So we know you're going to be successful. And I left, uh, with their, with their support and they've been, um, they've been, um, you know, champions of, of mine, uh, ever since. That's uh, that's really cool that they were able to to come around and, and support you in that versus it being a, a a divisive issue. So so you go out to California for to do screenwriting for a few years. Uh, you know, was that kind of where you learned um the basics and kind of uh you know got your your core chops uh for for copywriting and storytelling? Uh, I for the most part, yeah. I mean, I always enjoyed creative writing when I was younger. Um, and I, I, I did it pretty well, I think, at least for being a, a kid and then as a teenager. Um, but I was, uh, I went through at least two years at a literary management company, um, based out of Paramount Pictures when I first moved to LA and I got beyond a master's in story in only a couple of months, a handful of months really. Um, and that was really where I got my foundation for how to craft a story, the structure of a story. Um, and it, it, it comes full circle, uh, when you, you think about the fact that I'm a professional copywriter now, cause it's never something I thought I would do. I didn't even know it existed when I first moved out to LA. Um, but it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. If you think about, you know, where I was, um, what I went through growing up high school, college, um, and then in my, you know, professional life, it makes a lot of sense that I ended up with copywriting. Um, because what's really, what's, what's really interesting is at least for me is that my two biggest passions in life outside of my family and my friends have always been story and health and fitness. And with what I do now as an email copywriter, I'm able to seamlessly merge both of those passions together and I get to help people in the process. So it's, it's really exciting. You mentioned earlier that, um, you had kind of an interesting turn of events within the first year or so of doing your own business, kind of doing copywriting on your own. Can you expand on that a little bit? 
Yeah. So I was, uh, I was in, in late 2016, I was in special op shape. So I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a part of the air force, but I, I respect and admire and appreciate what they do. So I was in the air force special ops active duty readiness program as my, my workouts. Um, and then in, it was actually the day before the Super Bowl uh, in 2017. Uh, I had had a, a, a knee issues for probably since 2013, and I suffered a knee injury. I microfractured my tibia on both sides, and I tore my calf. And I told myself, "Oh, sweet! Like this is only going to be like six or seven weeks. This is awesome. Uh, you get to challenge yourself. You get to push yourself. You get to grow in ways that un- uninjured people don't get to." So I was actually really excited about that because I had been, you know, studying health and fitness intensely and intensively for a decade. So I knew, and I was, you know, I had experience as a health coach. So I knew exactly what to eat to expedite the recovery process. I knew exactly what I had to do to, to optimize healing. And yet things weren't working. I had to go from limping around to being on a cane to just limping again to back on a cane to crutches. And I was on crutches for two or three months. My left foot was swollen to twice the size of the right one. Unless it was elevated above my head, it was purple. Um, I couldn't even touch my toe down to the, to the floor uh, while on crutches. It was so painful. I was like, something is wrong here. Um, so I had, because I had, like I said, I'd microfractured my tibia and I'd torn my calf, but those should have been healed in, you know, six weeks, eight weeks tops. So I go to a doctor. And the doctor says, oh, I can't really do anything for you. Go see this sports medicine specialist. So I go to that guy. Um, I won't tell you exactly what he said because it's not appropriate. But um, the essence of what he said was, you're just being a baby. You're not going hard enough in rehab. Because he felt around. He's like, there's no structural damage. I'm like, okay. Um, Helpful, helpful, it sounds like. (laughs) Right. Well, he also asked me, so are you taking anything for the pain and the inflammation? Now, as a health coach and a natural health expert, obviously I was. And I listed eight or nine things that are well-known, documented um, naturopathic remedies. He goes, oh, okay, so you're not taking anything. I said, well, I just, I just gave you eight or nine things. He said, no, uh, in the Western world, we only like to use what works. And then he prescribed something that would have made me much worse and then also told me I was being a baby. So I was like, I'm not thrilled with this individual. So then two days later... I ended up seeing another sports medicine specialist who had worked with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's part of the medical team at the X Games. Um, he's worked with with college teams. So I was like, okay, this guy's this guy's legit. And he did a very thorough exam, about 30, 45 minutes. And then he said, uh, this was May 4th, 2017. He said, I, I don't know how else to tell you this. He said, I've only seen this four or five times my entire career. He said, you have CRPS, complex regional pain syndrome also known as RSD, reflexive sympathetic dystrophy. It's the most painful chronic pain condition in the world. I was like, great, what does that mean? It's like, well, after your injury, your nerves have hijacked, have hijacked your brain. They're sending permanent pain signals to uh, the pain receptors in your brain, in your nerves, your blood vessels are constricting and dilating uncontrollably, um, and there's no cure. You just have to be really careful it doesn't spread to your other side because uh, then it, it becomes hyper-progressive hyper and it's going to keep getting worse and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, it actually had started spreading to my other side. I just didn't know that. I thought my foot was sore. My right foot was sore because I'd been on crutches for multiple months. And I started doing more research because uh, they had recommended me to a pain management specialist at their practice who never got back to me. And I was living in LA at the time. 
And the world's foremost expert in this condition was based out of UCLA. And so I got all my paperwork that had my diagnosis and, and, and all that stuff and, and sent it over there and talked to people at the office and they never got back to me. But it was right before then that I learned at 26, I'm most likely going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life by 28, 29. And so I just started sobbing uncontrollably um, because as a guy who takes his health and fitness and his wellness very seriously, I like pushing myself. It's a huge part of my identity. It's a huge part of who I am. Um, that's going to get taken away from me. And my life as I know it is, is over. And I, I remember, I picture it vividly. I was sitting on my couch. I took a deep breath. And I said to myself, all right, Sam, you have two options here. You can either lay down and take it. You can let this thing progress. You can let it ruin and dictate the rest of your life. Or you can get up and fight. What are you going to do? And in that moment, I decided to forget the doctors, forget the research. I'm beating this thing. So through my nutrition and my mindset, uh, self-neuroplasticity exercises, I actually healed my, and other alternative means that I had been researching, I actually healed myself without a doctor. And I taught myself how to walk again without a physical therapist. Now, at this point, I was building my own online business, uh, digital information business uh, for health and fitness products like ebooks, audiobooks, video courses, things of that nature. Um, I was also doing some story stuff, some screenwriting as well. And I just started studying copywriting. And once I made it through the other side of this thing, I just had this big realization. I don't know how else to phrase it, but I was put here for whatever reason to help people become the best versions of themselves, to help them become the healthiest versions of themselves, to to help them reach their true potential, to ensure they become the man or the woman they were always meant to be. And from that point forward, I just focused all my energy and attention as much as I love story. And I, I still do. And I always will like, this is not what I was meant to do. Helping people um, and being a marketer of all things is what I was meant to do. And that's kind of what brought me to uh, the, the path that I'm on now. So Sam, I'm I'm curious, and 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 thank you for for sharing that backstory, um, and 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 you know, and props to you for committing to fighting it. I, I know a lot of people might find themselves in a similar situation where you know different diagnoses from different doctors, and uh, and then ultimately coming to the conclusion that something might be chronic or lifelong that could be, I mean, just that becoming aware of that could become very debilitating. How, how in, in that process, when, when you were working with doctors and when you were getting your business off the ground, I mean, in, in, in specifics, like how did that affect your ability to run your business? I, I know that for a lot of entrepreneurs, um, you know, we, we want to be focused 100% on our business, but of course we have these things called lives too, like our personal lives and our, our bodies. And, and there's a lot of other factors that go into our ability to focus on our business. Um, how did this affect, how did the pain affect you? You mentioned at one point you had, you know, you had to have your, your leg or whatever above your head and kind of like, how do you work within that space? I mean, how do you try to get things done and be productive while you're also balancing um, major health issues? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. Um, there's a couple of different answers, one of which is to make sure you have an awesome team around you and you have great teammates. So when I was building uh, A-List Health and Fitness, which was my uh, digital information product business, um, 
my business partner was one of my best friends, Mike Basler. And he is, he's like a brother. He's one of the best people I know. And like he, he would go with me to get my groceries because I was on crutches. I couldn't carry them myself. He would take my trash out for me because I couldn't do it myself. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It was hard. It, 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 it was hard. Um, my, my whole day was focused on my health and trying to feel a little less crummy or a little better and moving whatever tasks forward on my business that I had. Um, to be perfectly candid, I spent, I spent a ridiculous amount of time working from my bed. Because uh, like I said, I'd have my foot elevated up super high or else it was purple. It was so swollen. And so I spent a lot of time with these big pillows from my couch on my bed, um, propped up underneath my leg. And I would, uh, I would work from that position. I would uh, read screenplays and um, do the, uh, the analysis on them, which was how I was making money at the time. And then uh, I would be working on my business. Um, I was writing, um, I was writing uh, curricula because we were lo- thinking of getting into seminars. Um, I wrote, um, I guess you'd call it a booklet. I wrote an ebook that was about 50 pages long. Um, I wrote cookbooks, like recipe books as bonuses for the products there. Um, I started studying copywriting from my computer in that position. It's funny because it, it, I'm picturing it now and it, it feels like it was about 10, 15 years ago. And uh, it was only about a year and a half ago that this was happening, um, which, is, which is pretty surreal. But like I said, you know, having the people that surround yourself, uh, that um, uh, surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, going to support you and they're going to lift you up is absolutely critical. Uh, the other thing is part of this, a good chunk of this time period, I didn't know I had a condition. This was before my diagnosis, part of this, uh, this time period. I simply thought, um, because microfractures can take anywhere from six weeks to 12 months to heal. I was like, oh yeah, I mean, of course, uh, of course this hasn't healed yet. It's only been a couple of months. So for the longest time, I actually just figured I just had a microfracture. So I'm like, all right, I just got to work through the pain is what it is. Um, and just went about my business because it's like, if you let something like that stop you, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be able to move forward. You're not going to be able to accomplish the goals that, uh, that you, that you have for yourself and, and your vision. And so it was really just a lot of it was also just kind of out of necessity. Like, it's like, well, I could just lay here and not do anything, but then like, I'm, I'm going to feel like I'm, I'm selling myself short. So I just kind of did what I had to do. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, like crass or glib about this. It's, I honestly just felt, all right, you just, this is just what you have to do. And you're going through this stuff right now. And it's just a little obstacle that you have to work around. That's what it is. I almost get the impression that, you know, I, I always try to find, find the good that maybe, you know, that downtime or working from your bed or being constrained to not really be able to go do the things you might want to do. I mean, maybe kind of the work that you're describing of reading through screen screenplays or developing curriculum or writing eBooks. I mean, uh, I mean, maybe in a way that you were, you were able to be really productive from a business standpoint, even though your body was kind of like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to go do other stuff, but from this position, maybe I can write a lot. I mean, that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, going, like I said, like I couldn't like my, the, I remember the trash chute was literally, I think it was like six feet or something outside of my front door of my apartment. 
but I couldn't do that because I couldn't hold the crutches and the bags and stuff and open up the, the doors and the hatches at the same time. So like, even that was, that was outside, that was out of the question. So, you know, going around and doing stuff was not really all that much of an option. I mean, I did for a while to just to go to like cryotherapy for my leg and that was it. Um, but you're definitely right. Uh, it's like, well, I'm here, so I may as well be productive. Um, I could be unproductive or I could just get a lot of stuff done in collapse time and do it in a much shorter time frame than I anticipated uh, it would take. Yeah. So there's definitely a silver lining there. Kind of like I can't do grocery shopping for myself, but I can write a 50 page ebook, right? Like, <laughs> right. Well, it, it's funny when you say it like that, but that's kind of like exactly that's exactly how it was. It's exactly how it was. So fast forward to today, um, it sounds like I get the impression that you were able to work through this. You were able to uh, work on your your mindset. You were able to work through um, you know some nutrition stuff, and obviously at some level, some either self administered physical therapy or uh, other means to kind of overcome uh, this obstacle. It. You know, I got the impression that this is a, you describe this as a chronic uh, issue. Is this something that is still present for you and will be present forever? Or is it? It's, it's not. I mean, I've had flashes within the last, you know, 12 months where if I eat a certain thing, my feet will start kind of burning a bit, have a little bit of tingling. But that hasn't happened in, that hasn't happened in, in quite a while and many, many, many months. Um, so I'm. I'm through to the other side. And the fact that like the, te- I mean, from what I was told, um, you can't cure it, but you can keep it from progressing. But I mean, from where I was, I, I couldn't stand without being in the worst pain of my life. I mean, it was a 12 out of 10 on the pain scale. My whole, the way, the best way to describe it is my entire foot, ankle and leg all the way up to my knee felt completely shattered. It felt like every bone in it was completely shattered at all times. My foot was on fire. Both my hands were on fire. I was told I had irreversible nerve damage and, and, and was losing the use of both of my hands. All of that is completely gone. Um, I had a string of injuries from uh, May of last year where I had my diagnosis really up until a couple of months ago um, as a result of this. But I've been been working with a coach uh, the last couple of months and I'm, I'm, I'm back. Um, I'm running for the first time in, in, in five years. Um, I'm doing things with both my shoulder and my knee that have been injured in, in, uh, in ways that, um, even, you know, eight months ago or six months ago, I thought would, would never be possible for me again. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely past it. Well, it's good to, good to know that. And, um, you know, congrats on, on really persevering through that. That's something that, um, you know, not not everybody is able to recover from physical injuries and to keep um, keep being able to kind of push through that into you know greener pastures, if you will. Um, so how I mean, how does this inform your? I mean, as a copywriter, not to mention a health and fitness copywriter, uh, and and you mentioned your your kind of passion for storytelling. Uh, I mean. I assume your voice, I mean, I'm sure you try to write for your client's voice as much as you can. Um, but I assume at some level, your, um, your story, at least your mindset probably shows up in your work. I'd have to, it'd be hard for me to imagine it not at some level. I mean, how, how does this experience influence 
your creative production uh, that you do for your clients right now? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. Um, I mean, before, before I answer it, I will, people tell me I'm crazy sometimes when I say this. I firmly believe that have, going through CRPS was the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. Um, you learn so much about yourself in a situation like that. Um, you know, like going through tough times when, when I was starting up both of my businesses, um, it, it just pales in comparison. So it, it enables you to go and much further and push much further and reach your true potential, which I'm not even close to yet. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely getting there. But back to your, your original question. Yes, I do write in my clients voices, but what's, what I find very interesting is that with several of my clients, um, obviously I write in their voices, but my voice is actually very similar to theirs because I have a certain, um, I guess I, a couple of my clients told me I had a certain passion in, in the, the words that I use, the way I write, the thoughts I have, uh, or that I, I convey um, on the page. And a lot of that is because I went through the hardest thing that I'll ever have to go through and I came out on the other side. And yet I hear people saying like, oh, I can't, I can't eat, I can't eat healthy or, oh, I can't go to the gym or, oh, I can't start a business. It's too hard. And I laugh at that and I cringe at that. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's too hard. It's not. You just have to, you just have to stick to your plan and, and, and just follow each of the steps that you have laid out and not to oversimplify things, but you will get there. Um, so a lot of, of my own passion and the motivation and inspiration that I try to impart on people. Um, when sharing my story or even just speaking to them now is, is very much what comes across in a lot of the copy that I end up, that I end up writing for my clients. And it, it's very beneficial because many of them are in a very motivational, inspirational space as far as the messaging that they're, uh, they're trying to, um, you know, express or convey to, to their readers, to their customers. And a lot of that directly relates to my own mindset and my own thoughts and feelings and opinions on things as a result of what I went through with this health experience. You mentioned you've got a passion for story in that growing up in a, uh, I can't remember the, the word you use. I think it was something like a story house, um, yep. you know, that you guys as a family broke down, story and talked about it a lot. Um, I find myself with a one-year-old and a four-year-old in a similar circumstance. I, you know, we're, we're reading a lot of kids books around the house. I mean, every night it's, you know, we're cruising through three or four books. I find myself telling my kids stories a lot. Um, and, and I'm thinking about our audience, the people that are listening right now, and they have their own agency, they have their own story. Um, I mean, what are some basic principles that, um, you know, uh, a, a young child would understand or somebody that's maybe new or not thinking about story in the way that maybe you have mastered it? What are some simple ideas that um, somebody can consider for their own story about how to tell their own story better for their agency? Um, are, there, are there any kind of uh, basic tools that we can share with our audience today? Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. So one of the... so. Any story of any kind that is an effective story, because there are a lot of stories out there. A lot, trust me, I read thousands of screenplays. Most of them don't work <laughs> from an objective, <laughs> uh, an objective level, an objective perspective. Um, that said, there is a fundamental 
formula or equation for an effective story. It doesn't matter if it's um, a TV show. It doesn't matter if uh, it's a movie or a screenplay, a book, a sales page. Um, you're writing a speech. You're presenting yourself and your brand and your business uh, to others. The key and the key formula to any story is character plus a goal plus opposition to that goal. And that plus the whatever outcome after they overcome that the opposition to that goal, after they overcome that obstacle, that's the effective story. So when I wrote sales, so originally before I got into email copywriting, I was doing traditional copywriting, like sales pages, things like that. So I had a couple of different versions of the sales page that I wrote for my front end product uh, at the time when I was doing uh, digital info products. And the first one was, was how I discovered, um, how I discovered um, the, the real key to fat loss, which is not necessarily calories in calories out, but it's hormone management. And it was how, you know, I worked out in college. Um, this was in the very beginning of my college experience. I thought I was fit. I thought I was healthy. Um, and with my shirt on, it looked like I was super fit. And the exact phrasing I used, because this was true, but with my shirt off, I looked like all I ate was butter. And I never forget this, these, uh, these girls on my campus mocking me at that time. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. I got to figure this out. And then I go through the story of uh, I was doing all this research, trying to figure things out. And then I got to a point where I had Hollywood actors literally paying me and working with me to train them and be their fitness coach and how, uh, within, um, actually like a year and a half of, of, uh, moving out to LA and graduating from college with an English degree, no less. Um, I had a former college athlete, um, actually work with me, uh, so that I could help him become a professional model, um, from a fitness and physique perspective, which is, which is crazy. And then I had another version where I went through, um, my CRPS story and how that brought me to where I am today, or, or at that point today, which was a, uh, a fitness entrepreneur. So character, so that's you, plus your goal, plus the opposition to your goal, whatever obstacle you have to overcome. And then you get to uh, the outcome, the positive outcome, the lessons that you learned from or as a result of overcoming that obstacle, overcoming that opposition to your goal. And that's your story right there. Um, it, it might sound super basic, but trust me, any effective story that has ever been created in any way, shape, or form, it follows that model. So, so if I were to reflect back, so so in your in your model here, uh, so so you were the the character, right? Your goal was yep. to have some cut abs. Uh, the opposition was maybe the, uh, the, the girls, uh, making fun of, uh, how you looked or whatever. Uh, but the ultimate outcome was you, you pushed through that, you figured it out and then you became the trainer for Hollywood actors. Um, exactly. Yeah. So as a owner of your, uh, you know, you're out there running your own agency. I mean, if you're trying to tell a compelling story, you can obviously use yourself as a character and tell your own story. But I think for agency owners where you have a client-driven business, uh, at least when I was running my agency, I think that one thing that's um, uh, th that always kind of helped me was each one of my clients in a way like has I mean, lots of stories you could tell about them. But, you know, you working with them is 
Oh, a hundred percent is like, I mean, you're, you're kind of like the mentor, the guide, right? Like your, your customer is the character coming in. And I feel like there's endless content that owners can use to market and sell their own business, um, right. by telling their client story to their list or to their audience. Absolutely. You're a hundred percent correct on that. And there's another kind of sub formula that's, um, similar somewhat similar to the the story formula character plus goal plus opposition to the goal which is what i learned back in my story development days when i was at a literary management company and i was uh writing and consulting on screenplays but and and that applies to your clients right but an even um potentially simpler way or another way to look at it for your clients is using what we would call an isdr formula now isdr stands for identity struggle discovery result. So for instance, uh, let's say you have a client, they're going through how they're struggling, they're not able to generate enough revenue, da 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 but then they discovered you and they started working with you. And then after they worked, started working with you, they got this amazing result, right? So ISDR, identity, struggle, discovery, result, that even more so than character goal, uh, character plus goal plus opposition to the goal, in uh, the agency space um, is going to work very, very well, particularly when it comes to telling your client stories or the story of your relationship with your clients. That's a great, that's a great nugget. Just ISDR, identity, struggle, discovery, result. I, I almost feel like every uh, portfolio item or case study on an agency's website should follow that formula. Uh, it to should, some and a lot of them don't. <laughs> a lot of them are just, he, here's my screenshot of the website we designed that's totally devoid of, you know, who this person was when they showed up and, you know, what they were trying to accomplish and what the ultimate result is. It's just like, ooh, here's a screenshot, right? Um, so this gives, I think, some really good depth to what, people can do very simply um, with their, whether it's email or whether it's website page copy. I mean, I, I love these kind of simple rubrics to help um, people implement this stuff without having to go to Hollywood for several years and learn this stuff at that level. I Just, probably saved, I probably saved people a lot of time and a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of effort and energy and frustration. Um, but you get to keep all the good stuff. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Sam, this has been a, a fascinating conversation. I'm, I'm really thankful that you came and shared your story. I think there's a lot of amazing themes there around, um, you know, around perseverance, around uh, protecting your yourself as the probably the most valuable asset in your business, and um, you know, making sure that you take care of yourself first, but also realizing that uh, you know there there probably always is a way to get through hardships, no matter how difficult they are, how uh, you know how um, uh, impossible those obstacles seem. So thank you for that. And also thank you for those uh, couple of, of nuggets around copywriting. Um, are you ready for our lightning round? Let's do it. All right, Sam, what is the best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received is probably from my dad. And it's nothing worthwhile in life is easy. That's good. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Which of my personal habits has contributed most to my success? Oh, that's a that's a that's a tough one. Um, 
I'd say mental planning, meaning you, you schedule out, you, you may want to write this down, but I've done it a lot in my head. Um, just breaking down how much time I'm going to dedicate to a certain task or a certain project um, and breaking your days down in that way, you would be shocked at how much you can accomplish when you, when you break things down into increments. Now, do you, is that something you just do continuously or is that something you just, you spend a moment and think about that at the start of each day or of each week? It's, it's, a, it's a bit of both. I started doing it in high school actually, um, where I would just plan out how much time I would spend on a given assignment um, so that I could actually manage my time. Um, what I do now is I, I actually write out my day uh, the night before. And that is, you've probably heard that many times, but it is, it's frighteningly helpful and effective. Can you share an internet resource or a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? Hmm. An internet, an internet resource. Or an app. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the, one of the, the companies that I, I write for actually early to rise has a lot of really, really good content. Um, both in, in motivational content, but also um, real-world application uh, when it comes to uh, building, growing, and developing your, your business. Um, the, the articles there, I, 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 I personally read them every week. Nice. And I've, I've been... Uh, I've, I've known Craig uh, Ballantine, who's who's uh, uh, one of the, the founders or owners over there. Um, I've been you know friends with him for a while, and we've been uh, working very closely together this year. So uh, I know I've linked out to his book, um, The Perfect Day Formula, before, and he's been on our show. But uh, I'm not actually sure if we linked out to Early to Rise. So we'll make sure to include that um, in our show notes. So, so thanks for referencing that. What book would you recommend and why? Oh, that's a good question. There's two that come to mind. Uh, one is a book called How Champions Think by Bob Rotella, who's the top uh, sports and performance psychologist in the world. He works with Fortune 500 companies. He works with he's worked with LeBron James, top top athletes in every single professional sport. Um, the the biggest quote or takeaway that I have from How Champions Think is the only true failure is giving up. And that was actually written on uh, a chalkboard in my wall in my old apartment uh, before I got diagnosed with CRPS. So seeing that every day was very helpful. Um, but for an overall um, just best book to read, most helpful book, I'd have to say Hardwiring Happiness by Dr. Rick Hansen. Um, it's about experience-dependent neuroplasticity. Basically, what that means is our brains are evolutionarily wired to focus on the negative. And this book teaches you how to rewire your brain uh, to focus on the positive and taking the positive, which is another book that I read about three or four months before I was diagnosed with CRPS. And it was super helpful because I spent uh, a lot of my energy thinking, oh, this is awesome. I get to challenge myself. I get to push myself. Um, so how champions think and hardwiring happiness are easy, easily the top two most helpful books I've read. And I noticed you used a uh, very interesting language that you said, I get to uh, take on this challenge. I get to do this. I know that's something that, um, you know, shifting from I should, or I have to, to, I get to do this as a just easy uh, tool there in terms of mindset of, you know, flipping something from a negative to a positive. So sounds like that book has paid off. I, I definitely want to take a look at that myself. So thank you for sharing both of those. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I highly, highly recommend both of those books. We will link out to both, uh, in our show notes. Um, speaking of show notes, can you tell our audience how they can find out more about you or if you have anything that they can check out? Yeah. So, um, you can find me on, on Instagram at, at the Sam Robson, S A M R O B S O N. Uh, you could also, uh, find me on my website, samrobsonmarketing.com. And uh, I will also be running an email marketing roundtable at Craig Ballantyne's Perfect Life Retreat in San Diego uh, on November 8th, if you're going to be there. Um, Those are are the best ways to find me. Nice. I I did not know that. I am going to be there. My wife and I are uh, flying out for that two days. So we're really looking forward to um, to that retreat. So we'll link out to that, um, in our show notes. So looking forward to meeting you in person, Sam, at that event. And, uh, hopefully I'll be able to hang out at the, uh, at the round table with you as well there, Sam, thank you so much for stopping by the program. Thanks for having me, Brent. That's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. You can check out links to everything that Sam brought up today, as well as his Instagram, his website, those book recommendations, and much, much more at our website at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. We have tons of great additional resources and takeaways on every single one of our uh, episodes in our show notes section. So check those out if you haven't already. Uh, And that is it for our program this week. And uh, stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming your way to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched? fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge is blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 